the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now, there's a lesson for us here in this, and that is a good beginning does not guarantee a good ending. And that's one lesson that we find repeated again and again and again throughout Scripture. A lesson we will explore in depth today here on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Hi there, and welcome to our Friday broadcast as we turn our attention to Genesis chapter 27. It's here that we get a glimpse of the aging Isaac and how he starts going down a bad road when he should have been maintaining the good road the Lord had left him on. Again, a lesson for you and I to learn as we do so together. Here's Pastor Leighton Sheely on today's broadcast from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. This is Study Verse by Verse. Now, the chapter that we're studying today is uh, describes the events of how Isaac passed on the blessing to the next generation. Now, some might say, well, Pastor, didn't we talk about the subject of the birthright a couple of chapters ago? And the answer would be, yes, we did. But this chapter is not talking about the birthright. It's talking about the blessing. And the two are not exactly the same thing. They're related, but they're not the same thing. A birthright was an honor traditionally given to the firstborn. And as mentioned previous, we don't have anything like a birthright today. But we learn from First Chronicles chapter 5 and Deuteronomy chapter 21 that it involved both material as well as spiritual blessings that the firstborn received a double portion uh, for over his brothers and he became the head of the family and the spiritual leader of his people. Now while the birthright was traditionally given to the firstborn son, anyone... Anyone in the family could receive a blessing. In fact, in the time of the patriarchs, blessings acted like a last will and testament, and they were also highly prized as revealing God's will. For example, in chapter 49, Genesis chapter 49, we find that Jacob gave blessings to each and every one of his 12 sons. Now, Reuben, the firstborn, had forfeited his birthright due to sin, and that birthright was instead given to one of Joseph's sons. Uh, Manasseh was the older son. He should have received the birthright, but when Jacob bestowed the blessings on the grandsons, he reversed his hands. And so the younger son, Ephraim, was the one who received uh, the, uh, the birthright. But the birthright and the blessing are two different things. Now, many years have passed since the events of the last chapter, and Isaac is now quite old. And in the intervening decades, his spiritual edge has become quite dull. Uh, Remember that God has blessed him in so many ways, and so creature comforts have now become a priority for him, as represented in his love for food. And we had a hint of this back in chapter 25 when it said, Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game. So what it was telling us then, it tells us again today, that Isaac's affections were tied to his stomach. Now, I, uh, aging had left him either blind or severely visually impaired, 
and depended upon his family. But more significantly, Isaac had decided to intentionally oppose the revealed will of God regarding Jacob and Esau. He was well aware of that battle that took place in Rebekah's womb between the twins. And he knew that God had said, the one shall be stronger than the other and the older shall serve the younger. But Isaac chose to actively attempt to overrule God's plan anyway. Now, it might have been motivated in part by the fact that Esau was his favorite son, or it might have been motivated by the sense of uh, first, the, the rights of the firstborn. But regardless of the reason, he chose the wrong path. And instead of seeking to heal the family feud that he and his wife had caused by their own favoritism, he perpetuated the feud and destroyed his own family. Which really is somewhat of a surprise to us because if we'd been there during these times, we probably would have predicted great success for Isaac and Rebekah. Remember that, that Isaac was a dedicated man who chose to put himself on the altar in obedience to God's word in chapter 22. And then in chapter 24, he, 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 chose, he let God choose his wife and love the, the wife that God sent him. And then we find in chapter 25 that both he and his wife knew how to pray and to seek the Lord's will for their home. And yet, in spite of all of these advantages, the family self-destructed when Isaac became old because the members of the family substituted scheming for believing. Each wanted their own way. Each wanted their own agenda. And so as we look at the scenes from this family tragedy, we've observed how each of the family members contributed to the problem. And there's a lesson for us here in this, and that is a good beginning does not guarantee a good ending. And that's one lesson that we find repeated again and again and again throughout Scripture, such as in the lives of King Saul and King Solomon. And the judges Gideon and Samson and Demas in the New Testament and so many more. If anyone was blessed with a great beginning, it was Isaac, the son of Abraham of all people. And yet he ended his life under a cloud. Now let's consider briefly some of the failures that we see revealed in this chapter. For one thing, Isaac prioritized his own agenda above and before the Lord's. He put his own desires First, you know, when uh, Abraham's, uh, his father was preparing for death, his concern was to find a bride for his son and make sure that the covenant promise was provisioned. A thousand years later, King David, when he knew he was coming to the end of his life, made arrangements for the building of the great temple in Jerusalem. A thousand years after that, when Paul knew that time was short and he would be martyred, he was His concern was that Timothy would be faithful to preach the word and guard the truth. But when Isaac was thinking he was going to die, his greatest desire was for a good meal. A good meal. He put his own satisfaction above satisfying the Lord. And this produced disobedience to the command of the Lord. See, before the boys were born, God had told Isaac and Rebekah that the younger son was going to receive the covenant blessing. And still, Isaac planned to give it to Esau. Did he really think he was going to pull a fast one on God? 
Do you know there's some people today who are convinced they can pull a fast one on God? So Isaac, in his old age, had given himself over to a rebellious willfulness and self-gratification. He was determined to have his own way, regardless of whatever God had to say. He failed also by putting his trust in his own physical senses instead of a prayerful spiritual revelation. He was blind, and apparently he may have been bedfast, and you would think that would make him dependent upon God to seek God's help. But instead, Isaac rejected the way of faith, and instead he put his dependence on his own senses. Taste, mentioned in several verses, touch, hearing, and smell. So he used the uh, so-called scientific approach, and it failed him. So the picture that this chapter paints of Isaac is not complimentary. He is a declining believer. He is living with a focus on the natural instead of the supernatural. He's trusting in his own senses instead of trusting in and obeying the word of God. Now, fathers are called to be the priests or spiritual leaders of their family. And with a father in this condition, it's no wonder that the family fell apart. This is the picture of a declining believer and the son of Abraham of all people. But he was headed in the wrong direction. You know, it tells us it tells us that our relationship with God is either growing or it's dying. But it's never really truly stagnant. And if you feel like your relationship with God is stagnant, it's not stagnant. It's dying. It's it's dying. As with any relationship, continual investment is required for relational growth. That's true in our relationship with each other. It's also true in our relationship with God. And from this, we, we realize that Isaac had become complacent because he was living the, the good life. He was living the blessed life. Remember that he had not only received the inheritance of all of Abraham's wealth, which was enormous, but that God had also blessed him in the midst of a severe famine, that he was always able to find water, though nobody else seemed to be able to find it. His crops produced a hundredfold. His flocks prospered. So he didn't need to concern himself with mere survival. He was blessed. He didn't have to worry about where his next meal was coming from. He was blessed. And you might think that that would have given Isaac the freedom to focus on God and his relationship with God. But instead, he neglected that. And so here's another insight for us, that when God blesses us, the greatest danger is becoming lackadaisical in our relationship with God. And we see this. It's true of both individuals and nations. We see this in Isaac's life and many other examples in Scripture. We also see it in Israel's history. Because when you read through the book of Judges, you find that there's this cycle that follows the same pattern. God blesses Israel. The people become complacent about their relationship with God. The people drift into sin. God allows judgment. The people cry out to God and repent of their sin. God blesses the people. And the cycle happens again and again and again. This happens many times in the book of Judges. And we see this also 
this cycle in America's history. Because America is one of only two nations in the history of the world that God established. There's Israel and there's America, United States of America. And because our nation was founded upon Christian faith and principles, God has blessed America with exceptional peace and prosperity. And in the midst of that, America has become complacent in their relationship with God. And America has drifted away from God and into sin. And many are convinced that God is sending judgment on America. We need to repent. We need to get serious about our relationship with God. And this needs to happen sooner rather than later. A solemn warning to close out our week's worth of studies here on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. We do pray that our time together today has brought you closer to Christ. If you have questions, comments about our broadcast, as always, we're eager and ready to field them at our website, highlands.us, highlands.us. Directions to the church, where we meet, and what time. Again, available on our website, highlands.us. Have a great weekend in Christ. We'll see you back here Monday for another broadcast of Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.